Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. My name's Tony. And I'm Manny. And this is, well, yeah, this is our New Year's episode, Manny. Uh, New Year's is in a few days. I don't know about that. Yeah, but the next one's going to be after. Yes, yes. This is it. (laughs) (laughs) I know we're just coming off of Christmas uh, weekend, too, huh? Uh, The Great Battle of Tamales has won. Really? Yes. Didn't, and you didn't bring none to the studio. I finished them. That's why the battle was won. <laughs> all right, all right. I don't want to see a tamale ever again until next year. Really? Dude, <laughs> this is actually the first year I did not have any tamales. The fuck is wrong with you? I I stayed home. <laughs> I you make some at home, damn it. Nah. <laughs> I was always the one showing up to family's houses and, oh, you guys made tamales, huh? <laughs> you could have just looked on your, like, neighborhood group page and see who's selling them locally. True, true, true. And normally we do that shit, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but no, this year we just stayed at home and pretty much got hammered almost every day, to be honest. Sounds all right. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. I think me and my dad finished the big-ass bottle of tequila on ourselves. And... I woke up hungover and just drank the rest of the day again. There you go. There you go. My brother-in-law brought a a bunch of fucking soju. (laughs) Hey. Uh, We've stacked up quite a bit of wine. And my sister brought a bunch of that uh, candy cane vodka. Never heard of it. I think I still have some old. We'll take a shot before you go. <laughs> I got to drive, boy. Oh, uh, that's true. We should have took one before we started recording. Okay. Well, that happens. But yeah, no, we pretty much just drank all week and had different family visiting each day. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we just stayed in our house or anything. We had f- very little family come over, but we didn't mind, honestly. It just gave us a break from, like, constantly needing to get, like, everything prepared and stressed because... Amount of people, the amount of preparation, amount of food, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's true, that's true. Yeah, we had uh, four large dogs running around the house. <laughs> oh, shit. Because <laughs> we had my dog, the Malinois, um, my wife's dog, the giant schnauzer, and then my brother-in-law brought his um, old military uh, German shepherd and his current working dog, which is a Labrador. Okay. So we had all four of them run. Well, three of them running around. The German Shepherd's too old to do nothing no more. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, if he starts running, he's going to start seeing some, like, Vietnam flashbacks. No, no, there's no running, dude. Those hips are gone. Again, Vietnam flashbacks. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, no, it was was nice. It was nice. It was was cool, cool just not to have to deal with any of the, like, one, the rain. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we didn't work the whole and weekend. Driving anywhere? We didn't work since Thursday. Oh, that's super rare for you guys. Uh, I mean Thursday we kind of have like a half day. Friday, normally on Christmas Eve we cut we still work half day, but it was kind of pointless with the rain coming to work. So we just told everybody to okay, okay, see you for Monday. Here's your paycheck. Cool, that works then. Alrighty, well. 
let's get into this, Manny. So being that we're starting a new year, um, I did want to start with one thing off the top before okay. I forgot. Technically, I forgot last week. But <laughs> <laughs> since this is a new year, it's it's a it's a good excuse to start. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So as um, the listeners might have heard, and you know, we've mentioned him several times, but and he was a guest. Yes, and and I don't really think we mention him as much as we really should, because in all reality, he's been a supporter of us even before we started the podcast. And even before he actually supported us individually, actually, as well. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. Before before we started the podcast, just us as individuals, he's always been a great supporter of us and helping us out with everything we need. And, um, I mean, the deal, I, well, not the deal, but I guess um, him supporting us isn't changing. But it seems that he's open to extending that support to the listeners. Mm-hmm. So... With that, I guess our first like official supporter of the show is going to be Scott from TFT Performante. Indeed. So he is basically now going to be offering um, services, parts, the oil that we get, like you know the, the oil I've been running now for years because of him, the pure oil stuff, and he's going to be offering it at a discount to our listeners. So. Uh, he's still setting up a website so we can actually do like an official discount code or whatever. But for right now, I would say go send him a DM, tell him you're a listener to the show, and he's going to hook you guys up with discounts on parts, oil. Um, he he's They're kind of like in a uh, collaboration they, shop. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they pretty much have their own shop where they, they the three of them collab. So we got Ron 11 Motorsports. With Ron, and if you guys need any help with like labor, tech, tech, anything that has to do with motor wise builds and everything, he can probably help you with that, yeah, that maintenance, stuff. Maintenance, repairs, engine builds, engine swaps, like mm-hmm. um, 11 Motorsports, Ron from there can definitely help you out. If you want some parts acquisitions, Scott's probably the man to do it for you. He can probably get those parts for you that you guys want and everything. And we also have Mark from uh, Element 6 Design. Yes. And and if anybody's looking for wraps, like if you want to change uh, something on your car, maybe like the look of it by doing a wrap, do some designs maybe. Um, they all work together in one shop, so definitely give them the chance to hit them up and see what they can offer for you. Yep, Scott will be our pipeline for this, so just hit up Scott, tell him you're a listener to the show, and he's going to start giving out discounts to our listeners. Mm-hmm. So that's freaking awesome of him, of him so... I've been utilizing him. I've been we utilize him for the parts. Manny's got a ton of parts from him. Element Six actually wrapped your trunk, trunk right? Yes. You got the, Ron uh, installed the spoiler. Yep. And Scott uh, basically introduced me to them to do all that for me. Yeah. So that was my formal introduction. Yeah. With them. So the support that Scott's been giving us, he now wants to be an official partner of the show and extend that support to all of you guys. Mm-hmm. So please go hit him up. Tell him you're a listener, and he's going to take care of you guys. Yes. But anyways, now that I got that out of the way before I forgot again, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to our first stuff, Manny. Um, so how many accidents have you been in there so far? Oh, <laughs> thank you for reminding <laughs> me. Yes. So this actually happened a couple weeks ago and I think we just got caught up with so much other stuff. I kept forgetting to mention it on the show. I've never noticed. 
You never see the car. <laughs> I mean, the it's front of it. Well, it gets nighttime really quick now. Yeah, yeah. And your car is always parked in reverse in a, at an angle where I don't see anything different. True, true, true. So, um, I was actually at work. I was on my computer working. Blah blah blah. And someone hit it in the parking lot. Somebody hit it in the parking lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is the funny part, though, is that they said that the car rolled back what while the? they were already inside the office. Nah. And I was kind of like, it rolled back. And I know I know the chick that, well, not know her, but I know what car she drives. Yes. And, I've you know, I've never really talked to her or met her before because... Schedules are very different. Like, I go in super early in the morning to avoid traffic, so. But uh, somebody hit me up while I was working. They're like, hey, dude, somebody hit your car. They left a note. And I was half expecting for the note to just say, sorry, somebody saw me hit your car, so I'm pretending to write (laughs) my insurance information or something, you know? But, uh, no, I got there, and it was like a phone number or whatever. And I picked up the pieces of my grill and threw it in the car. Wait, wait, so... What was hit? Just the grill. Just? It was a Jeep. Huh. So the Jeep was sitting high enough to just break the grill of the car, and that's it. I'm guessing, like, with, like, the bumper and anything? I think so. I think so. So I just picked up the pieces, threw it in the car. I was like, fucking shit. (laughs) And as I was walking in, she came out and was like, oh, so sorry I hit your car, blah, blah, blah. Or no, she didn't say she hit it. She said my car rolled into you. And I'm like, it rolled into me. It's like somebody that gets punched is like, is like, like what what happened? You hit me. It's like, no, you ran into my fist. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> basically. But uh, she said, she claims that she turned it off in the morning, went inside, and somebody told her that her car rolled back. It's an automatic. Like, <laughs> I don't know how that happens, dude. I, I call bullshit. Like, Red fl- red, I red alarm is just blaring right now. Yeah, you can't take your keys out of the automatic unless you're in park. Yes. And it's not going to roll back unless it's like in neutral. Which you still can't take the keys out. Yeah, exactly. And in my office, uh, there is not like a unlocked door. You have to have your keychain with your little scanner to scan in and scan out of the building. So I was kind of like rolled back i was like your transmission's busted no no she's like i don't know what happened uh i must have not put it all the way in park or something and i'm like okay it just sounds more and more like she backed into it yes she just didn't want to admit it kind of thing (laughs) so yeah that was fun i'm really 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 glad because that morning i was having trouble finding my keys and I was going to take the the fox body to work. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there goes another Mustang. Dude. <laughs> For once, I was so glad it was really cold that morning. Because that morning, I pretty much like opened the garage door because I was going to take the fox body. I walked outside and I said, nope, I'll just be a little late to work and find my keys. <laughs> It was way too goddamn cold that morning. So, yeah, I guess that saved the fox body, and it makes me never want to take the fox body to work again. <laughs> it just sounds like you don't like the cold. I mean, that too, but... Weak. Yeah. I'll I'll take it. I don't like the cold. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so... I mean, 
it's not the biggest deal because it's the Crown Vic, and I can kind of give a shit about that car. Do you plan to replace the grill? Yes, I already ordered it. Okay, so within the next two weeks after you install the new grill, it's going to get hit again. Deja vu all over again. Hopefully, when I replace the grill... Deja vu all over again. ...that Build Back Better passes, so those tax incentives on the EV goes in, and I'll just replace it with the EV. I don't think you know where I'm going with this. What? Oh, I know what you're going (laughs) with, asshole. (laughs) No, that, that car, I think... I'm having her pay for the fucking grill, obviously, you know? But that car... As long as it's complete, I don't care. Like it, it's already covered in scratches and dents. You know what I mean? Just get some chicken wire. You have a new grill. No, I don't want it to look that fucked up either. <laughs> <laughs> the pieces have to be there, even if the pieces are scratched. You know what I mean? You're Mexican. Just fucking get chicken wire. I'm not doing that, Manny. <laughs> They're paying for a new grill, and I'm just going to install a new grill on it. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> but yes, that happened, and figured that was... That should have been in the podcast a couple weeks ago, but I kept forgetting. So, on the next episode of Unaccepted Podcast, we'll see if his cars hit again. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Or let's ask the listeners, what car should we see get hit? Uh, That is really, really easy. It should be the El Camino. Yes. (laughs) Just let me put some longhorns on it. There you go. I'm good. There you go, Manny. All right. Now... We're going to jump a little bit back and forth. Nah, never mind. Actually, let's just run into uh, our other topics, and we'll do the New Year's stuff at the end. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. Live producing, live producing. (laughs) (laughs) So I talked about it that uh, I more or less finished the engine swap. Mm -hmm. I just had that freeze plug fucking leak. (laughs) So year one of Jack's Dance completed, nine more to go. Nope, it is done. Okay. It is officially done. I just had to take apart a bunch of fucking shit and wiggle myself in there and pop it off and pop a new one in. No leaks. <laughs> so no more leaks. Put it all back together. Um, Filled up my AC. I'm still like maybe six ounces low on Freon. So I just got to add that little bit in and that should be done. And now comes the process of Breaking in the motor. So I just give me a hammer. I'll break in right now. Sure, you will, Manny. (laughs) So I wanted to talk about it a little bit because it's something that's new to me Mm -hmm. because it's different from breaking in like a factory motor. You know what I mean? Factory motors do get ran when they get to you. The only break-ins you're doing is kind of like the long, (coughs) the long-term break-in. So having it fresh, fresh, fresh rebuild is very new to me, and. Like with many things, you can't find consistent information anywhere. (laughs) So I started Googling a bunch of stuff on how to properly break in a motor. Okay. Um, One thing that was consistent is the first 20 minutes. First 20 minutes of what? Of it running. Oh. So um, I, I guess basically... Breaking in the motor is letting it seat, letting the pistons ring seat mm-hmm. to the honed walls, right? So the first um, 20 minutes is really what helps get your engine good and reliable, right? That's what makes sure that it's going to lubricate properly and it's not going to consume a bunch of oil. And obviously, I don't know if you've ever ran one of those, but I've ran some old-ass cars that burnt 
foil through the piston rings like crazy. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think the Crown Vic is starting to do it. Sounds fun. It's, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's very, very fun. But I think the Crown Vic's old enough and the engine's tired enough to where I, I think it's burning oil from the piston rings. So that I can't find any leaks and I'm burning it. So it happens when they get older, but obviously the braking is very important for the longevity of the engine. Mm-hmm. So, conflicting information. <laughs> I've found a bunch, a bunch of different articles talking about it. Some saying that you drain it after the 20 minutes. Others saying you drain it after the first, like, um, 300. You know what I mean? Some of them saying that uh, you wind the fuck out of it and bring it down. Others saying that you just do a little back and forth on it. There's so much conflicting information that, honestly... I'm not sure if I did it right. <laughs> Sounds like Twitter. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like um, we're in the age of filtration, you know? You heard about the age of information, mm-hmm. internet, and blah, blah, blah. We have so much information out there now, it's learning how to filter it and pick out the best information, right? Which sometimes like this can be kind of difficult because there's a lot of reputable looking articles, reputable looking shops talking about it and all of them having varying opinions on mm-hmm. it. So I'm a little bit nervous on what, on the method I chose, <laughs> but we'll see. I think um, I'm kind of picked off a couple things and I did talk to the uh, manufacturer that I bought the engine from and mostly followed more or less what they said. It's just uneasy to hear so many other reputable places saying different things. Mm. So what I did is obviously conventional oil. Um, I didn't go with breaking oil because he said specifically not to use breaking oil. Huh. Did he give a reason why? Yeah. So because I was going to hit up Scott from TFT Performante to get me some breaking oil from Mm -hmm. Pure Oil. But the manufacturer said don't use uh, break-in oil because of how they redid all the, the um, oiling channels. Oh. So he's like, we redid all of that. It's nothing like the OEM motor. He's like, this is all upgraded. Just use your regular conventional oil. I did add in a break-in <laughs> additive. <laughs> That's why I said. Step one failed. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, that's why I said, like. I'm kind of mixing up a little bit of what he says and also what a bunch of other reputable places are saying. Step two, Rod Knock. Yes. No. <laughs> so I added a break-in additive, but I did use full um, conventional. I didn't buy any break-in oil like the guy said. Um, when I started it, the first thing I – first, what he said was to um, start it and check for leaks first. He's like, check for leaks first. Um, make sure there's no drips. There's no, you know what I mean? Nothing, once it starts getting pressurized, that nothing's going to start pressurized, to Pressurized, the oil's uh, pretty much the fluid's already circulated. Yeah. So you just got to make sure nothing's actually seeping out. Yes. And then he said, turn it off. Check your coolant. He's like, check your coolant. Make sure there's no oil or milkshake happening. Or, you know what I mean? Check your oil. Check your coolant. Make sure nothing's mixing up back and forth. Then he said, start it again, and this time let it warm up, and you can actually rev the motor. But he said not to go over 3,500 RPM. Mm. 
So I kind of sat there. I revved it up, revved it down. That's one thing that was consistent with everybody was uh, modulation of RPMs. Everybody said there was only one that said, like, fucking scream the motherfucker. <laughs> Just fucking send it. Yeah, yeah. But everybody kind of said, take the RPMs up, take the RPMs down, let it warm up, and then go drive it. And they said, when you drive it, you want to put it under load. So what I did is I drove with it with the um, the tow haul button on. This way I can drive it, take it up RPMs, and then let it let it engine brake its way down the RPMs. So I figured, in my mind, it logically makes more sense to put mm. a little bit of load on there without overloading it, but puts a little bit of load on the engine to make sure it's modulating RPMs under a little load. Yeah. So I'm up to 20 miles. <laughs> I'm up to 20 miles and I'm debating on whether I'm probably going to do the oil change now and then do more of that same driving. But the one thing that the manufacturer said that is very different from everybody is that he doesn't want, um, he said to avoid towing. And avoid going over 65 miles an hour and staying at the same speed for a long period of time. So highway driving. Okay. For the first 4,000 miles. Huh. That's a long fucking time, man. <laughs> Step three, repurchase another engine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, that's a really, really long time. I was trying to do the math. Like, you know, I get off of work. Because I can't take it to work, right? No highway miles, no nothing over sixty-five. But I take, I come home from work, jump in the truck, cruise around the neighborhood. I do it for about twenty minutes, fifteen minutes before I get bored, and I'm like, oh, I've only put like eight miles on this, nine miles on it. Just this take, a, just take, take a trip forever. every day to my place after you get home from work. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> So I was kind of like doing the math, like, okay, this is going to take a long time before the motors, his definition of quote unquote broke in, right? Mm -hmm. That's why I've been reading a bunch of other things. And I'm like, dude, nowhere else is it saying all the way at 4,000. So I'm not sure if maybe I misunderstood him because he also did say after about 4,000, it shouldn't be consuming any more oil. Because he said, do watch it because it's going to consume oil for the first couple hundred for sure. So to monitor it and make sure I'm keeping up with uh, putting oil in it when it burns off. But he said, by 4,000, it'll be fully broken in. There shouldn't be any more consumption if I did it right. So I'm not sure how I feel about avoiding highways and stuff for 4,000 miles. That's a long fucking time. I'm telling you, man, just drive to my place like every day. Maybe. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what happens with that. I'm going to try to do my best to just do some extra driving during the week around town to the store or whatever. Um, I was thinking uh, about going to like the Temecula wineries and just taking the back roads. The little back roads I can take, the little winding. I thought you were going to actually canyon. go to the winery in the truck. I was like, hey, the gardener's back. <laughs> <laughs> That is so fucking true. I didn't even think about that. Because <laughs> it is a pretty ratty looking truck. <laughs> God, I got to fix the exterior too. <laughs> yeah, 
But yeah, I was thinking about doing some trips out there because they do have those little canyon roads in the back way. That's a bunch of changes in RPMs, plenty of little slopes for engine braking, you know what I mean? And maybe doing some of that until at least 1,000 or 2,000 or something. By that point, I think it might be good, to be honest. Either way, I signed up for the warranty plus the no-fault warranty, which apparently covers some of my fuck-ups. So <laughs> we will see. I will update and if it uh if it's an internal oil consumption or I actually did it correct. I guess I'll find out after 4,000 miles. Step four, reevaluate life choices. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, at least... I mean, I'm sure it's almost more of an art than a science. Like oh, everybody yeah. has yes. their own yes. little methods for it. The things that they've done with specific motors and things like that. You know what I mean? I mean, the the science is how it's built. The art is how you handle it. I would say. Yeah, yeah. It it seems like there's so much nuance to it of people just doing. Yeah, don't don't let it idle for this long. Make sure you rev it here, then bring it down, then rev it here, then change the oil. Like they have like their own little step by step ritual. You know what I mean? So, I guess after this, I'll do a write-up, and I'll do my own opinion of <laughs> breaking an engine and add to the noise. I'm telling you, man, it's like Twitter. <laughs> but, yeah, that's uh, that's the update in the story on engine breaking, man. So, that's it's a, it's different. It's different. I was expecting a hammer, but okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. Hopefully, uh... I break this engine incorrectly and it don't burn oil for its entire life. <laughs> nice. Yes. So, second thing I wanted to talk about is um, Grange, Apple Valley Speedway. Grange, good old Grange. Good old Grange. I'll be going this Saturday. Oh. But I'll talk about that next week. Okay, you got it, you got it. So, you remember the drive to Grange? Yes. All right, so the drive to Grange, if anybody, for anybody who hasn't been there, it's rough. <laughs> Is it? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it's rough. I never found it rough. Well, you've always went in a truck. <laughs> <laughs> Go there in the Mustang. You'll see what you mean. You'll see what we mean. I'm taking a Toyota pickup. I'm going to have some fun off-roading in that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, the Toyota Tacoma. <laughs> I mean, it's still a Toyota pickup, but yes, true, true. But yeah, so the drive is really, really rough. It, It's unpaved, it's dirt, there's hilly, there's holes. <laughs> that is probably the one thing that I think deters a lot of people from going. So they have announced that they are going to pave the entire road. Which is probably well needed, actually. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. However, I have one small situation with this. What's that? I can't talk shit on Leo if he blows his oil pan again, if it's paved. Well, I mean, you actually could talk even more shit if he blows his oil pan while it's paved. It's not the same, though. No, no, it is, because if you fuck up an oil pan on a paved road, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. But yes, so they are going to pave it, and he did start a GoFundMe, and he's offering, like, you know, to bring um, bring the everybody together on it, right? Mm-hmm. It is a small, 
privately owned little track, right? And it kind of has been like the grassroots track for a ton of drifters, especially. And I would say we're in the minority, but a small group of us who got our starts doing road racing. Yes. Or I guess, you know, tracked autocross. (laughs) But that's great. You know, since the new owners took over, they have repaved the... The racetrack. They added the skid pad. They made the track a little bit bigger with yeah. and wider, I believe. Yeah, they widened up the track, which is all things to really help the car side of it more than the go-kart side of it, mm-hmm. right? So now they're planning to pave the road, which is fucking cool. That's awesome. I'm yes. all for it. And what is the goal that they're looking for? So the goal that they're looking for, because I guess they did try to commission, or not commission, but, you know. Get quotes. No, they tried to ask the city for help. Ooh. Basically, for the city, like, hey, it's a city road. It's not tech because I don't. I don't think they technically own the whole road. It's more of a. I'm drawing a blank on the name. No, 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 no. I, I, I know what you mean. It, but I like know a, what you mean. They have rights to use that road, even if somebody else or the city or whoever owns it. Right. It, it's kind of like. Um, I'm, I'm going to think about it after the podcast is done. But let's say, like, your house is in the center, right? And that somebody builds all around you, and you have no access to your property. Technically, there's if there's, like, a driveway or road that leads to your property, but it's owned by somebody else, um, you can actually have protected rights to use that road to get to your property. Mm-hmm. So they tried to go with the city to see if they can get them to pave it or even resurface it or do something, right? Yes. Didn't look like they had much success. <laughs> they are the only ones out there in the middle of fucking nowhere. You know what and I mean? that's the that's pretty much the biggest downfall right there because let's let's look into terms like your house. Let's say your street is dirt road, but in you want a paved road. Well, the neighbors are gonna benefit from it. So that means everybody's going to want to pitch in so they can benefit a paved road. Apple Valley Speedway is the only one out there. So they're pretty much out there alone at the moment with this cost. Yes. And uh, you'd be surprised what neighbors will not pitch in and wait for you to pay for it on your own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that I know. Yeah. I remember as a kid, my parents wanted to do a block wall around their house. And they tried to get the neighbors around them to pitch in because block wall and partial of their properties and all that. It's going to raise everybody's uh, property value. Mm -hmm. Nobody wanted the pitch in. So my dad paid for it all on his own. Yeah. (laughs) There are those people who will just not do it because they know you need it more or you want it more. But anyways, yes. So they went out and got some quotes. They're looking at over $67,000. Obviously they've, They've posted on there that they plan to front the bunt of the cost themselves. But they are, you know, giving it a shot, basically saying if the community wants to get together and help them fundraise, they will throw a free event for the donors. Interesting. Yes. So it wasn't super clear. Um, it, it looks, well, it is actually, but it says basically the top 50 donors, they're going to cap it at 50 just to make sure they can enjoy the event, right? So the top 50 donors will be invited for for the event to drive for free. All donors that go will be on the email list to attend for free. Nice. Yeah, so they're basically reaching out and saying like, hey, you know, we're obviously they're doing it because it's it'll be easier business for them. But to be fair, they have like a pretty firm base 
that will always be going to them anyway. Oh, yeah. Keep them busy anyways, right? Yes. But this will obviously, yes, it'll help their business, but it'll also help everybody that goes there. <laughs> so they are asking for donations and trying to fundraise that. So I think it's pretty cool. Like I said, I, I still have like a little space for it. Even though it's not super, I do want to go back at least once since they've redone it, but it hasn't been like super appealing to go back since I started doing the big tracks. But I think to go back, maybe like I said before, a private track day with just us and the boys kind of thing, like it would be nice. I yeah. do miss those days where we just kind of had like an open entry, open exit, and everybody was just relaxing, you know? Exactly. I do miss that relaxed atmosphere of it. So, yeah, if anybody's interested, um, check out the Grange uh, Instagram, and they have a link in their bio for the GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. So with that, Manny, let's um, let's roll into some best and worst of the year. Yes. First off, best anime of the year and worst anime of the year. All right. You have yours ready, Manny. Uh, let me get my list. Go ahead if you know yours. You're only doing one, right? <laughs> oh, it's going to be like that? Damn. I got to make you filter, Manny. I got to make you filter. You just made it worse for me. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, go ahead. All right, all right. So I'm going to say my nominee for best anime of this year is going to be Megalobox Season 2. That was on my list. Damn it. <laughs> And reason being is because season one was so good, I really, really, really didn't think that season two was going to do it justice. I was a little bit nervous they were going to fuck it up. Oh, we all did. We yeah, all did. Yeah. And they did a great fucking job on it. Super, super hyped for it. And I was really happy they did it. And it's still one of those animes that kind of sets its part. It sets itself apart a little bit different from everybody else, you know? So, yes, my best is probably Megalobox Season 2. Not that there wasn't a bunch of other good ones, but that's that's probably the best for me. What and about then you? And then what do you have for worse than... You just need more time, don't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I made a list, goddammit. <laughs> okay. Um, Worse. I didn't really think too much about this one, to be honest. But I... It, it is kind of a hard situation when you think about worse. Because once you get, like look into these animes that we've seen over time, we've actually liked them. So it's kind of hard to pick out what could be actually be worse. Well, that and I'm always the type that it falls behind and ends up watching it sometimes a year later. <laughs> so <laughs> I might name Step one three, right watch anime. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, that's step five. I might end up watching one next year that was released in 2021. I was like, oh, that was fucking hot garbage, man. <laughs> but let's see. Did that horse one come out this year? <laughs> no. If it did, I was going to put that one as worse. But you never seen it. I don't care. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I, I'm actually going to hold this to you. One that you've actually seen that you would say is the worst. Go with your best and I'll decide my worst. Okay. So, my best would actually have to be Tokyo Revengers. Ooh, you know what? I keep hearing about that one, but I haven't seen it. Which, they are going to bring back the anime and continue off where it left off. Because, holy shit, where did it leave off? Like, was, like, 
mind-blowing fucking cliffhanger right there. So it, it's it's hard to understand, but like the I think the manga, which most people did, it explains why it happened, how it happened, and what's going to happen next, of course, because the manga is always going to be ahead. But Tucker Avengers was uh, phenomenally a great anime for me. Um, second place would have actually been Megalobox Season 2. Okay, yeah. Well, like I said, I fucking loved it, dude. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there was just so many other great animes that just came out this year, especially, that we can say were, all, were just as good, but also didn't top out to, like, in my opinion, would be Tokyo Revengers. Okay. And is there a reason why they didn't top out to it? I mean, they were, like I said, they were just great animes. I, I, I can't really put my... My reason in words, honestly, it's kind of hard to understand it even myself. But, like, the enemies were just so good and everything. But, again, Tokyo Revengers was just the one up for me. All right, all right. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. So, I guess it's hard to say worse because some of the worst animes I watched this year, I don't think they were from this year's release. Well, so don't forget, we could, we could also consider seasons as well. Oh, yeah, I am. Okay, okay. Oh, oh I am. I, I 100% am. So, I guess my choice, and it's not that it was terrible or that bad, it just didn't live up to the previous seasons, and it lost my interest this year. Promise Neverland 2. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine as well. Yes, that was the one. Just because... I'm sorry if anybody liked the season 2, but it was an utter shit show. The anime was doing so good in the beginning with for season one, but they just went off. They went off the rails on the second one. Yeah, it, it lost me. It did lose me because I know you told me like not to watch it because mm-hmm. you specifically said, no, no, don't even bother watching it. Don't even bother watching it. But I liked season one so much. I was like, nah, it can't be that bad. And I think I got maybe 70% through and I that was it, dude. It just it really did not keep me. Yeah, it it veered and steered away from the manga. So it pretty much, in my opinion, it just didn't become canon anymore. Yeah. And you know what? It's not, you know, I didn't read the manga, so I wouldn't even know if it veered off. Just as far as keeping me engaged to want to watch it, it just lost me. Mm-hmm. That was just it, dude. It just lost me. Um, Runner up is uh Seven Deadly Sins that came out this year. I've been hearing that they've been doing a very, not very good job, honestly. Yeah, it started off super strong. When it first came out, it was like one of my, like, oh, dude, like Netflix is fucking getting it, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I I completely agree. I mean, the way 70 Deadly Sins started off, like, they were, it was great, especially the animation. But it looks like they just got ahead of themselves in the later series adaptations for it and everything. And the animation looked like it was going downhill. Yeah, it, that was one, again, that I got maybe, I don't even think I got 70% in, to be honest. I think it was more like 50 mm. before I dropped off, and I was kind of like, oh, damn. <laughs> no, I can agree with that. So that that was my runner-up, but I think because I liked Promised Neverland Season 1 so much, that one gave me a bigger disappointment. And that's where we were worried about with Megalobox Season 2. Y- exactly, and you know what? That's probably what it what elevates those kind of feelings a little bit when you're kind of attached to the first season, you know, 
it elevates it. Like you, the second seater season better be that much better, or it's gonna be that much worse. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'd say those are my for sure best and worst for anime this year. Okay. But it looks like we're kind of more or less united on those a little bit, mm-hmm. which surprises me because sometimes we're way off. And we always argue. <laughs> Although I will still nominate the horse one. Hey, I mean, give it a watch. Then I will actually... I, I actually would like to see your honest opinion of it, actually. All right. I'll try not to trash it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I could care less if you trash it. I actually want to know like, what would be your actual reaction towards it. I guess just the concept is really, really weird, and it just sounds really, really wrong. And I think that's where like the the comedy genre gets involved because it's it's actually pretty funny how the the whole shit is it's it's just a shit show just. All right, all right. Maybe we'll do that one. Maybe we'll do like a review of it. And we'll, nah, we'll I could care less about down. the review. <laughs> I could care less about the review. I, I would actually like to know what you would be your personal opinion on it. All right, I'll give it. I'll give it a couple episodes. Okay, I'll give it a couple episodes. But all right. Now, since this is a car and anime podcast, mm-hmm. best worst car release this year. Best car release would be the Yugo. They released the Yugo this year. In my eyes, they did. <laughs> oh no, no! I'm not gonna let you get away with this. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> um, it would actually have to be the Nissan 400Z. Okay. 400z that is definitely a solid choice Mm -hmm. that is definitely a solid choice i mean i just really like the z's especially uh me personally my favorite of out of all the z's would be a 77 280z okay yeah oh so you like the retro design exactly and that's why i like the 400 especially because it kind of gives off that retro design look towards it yeah yeah and the fact that they actually kept it manual Mm mm-hmm that was honestly one of the biggest things. And Nissan made it. Yes, they made their own product. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good choice. That's a good choice. And it is on my top for sure. But I think for me it was more the Bronco. Oh, okay. I, I think for me it was the Bronco release this year. Because it's it's kind of chartering a territory that isn't crowded. Mm-hmm. Right, so like, we're kind of like in a golden age for sports cars right now. Yeah, we have some super high performance cars coming from literally every car brand, just about right, from every country, from every whatever you know. There's tons of sports cars, but the field that the Bronco stepped into is like monopolized by Jeep. Mm-hmm. It's monopolized by Jeep and maybe a couple of uh, Land Cruisers. right like there's not a big field for it so they kind of came in and did a good full frontal challenge and even though they had some production issues in the beginning and you know obviously it's a brand new chassis right it is i think they came in super fucking strong and i want one so bad (laughs) so i think for me uh well, I guess it's not really a car, but, you know, car of the year is going to go to the Bronco for me. But, yes, the 400Z was oh, very tempting. <laughs> I love nice. I love what they did with it. So what's your worst, Manny? 
the hybrid Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> Let it go, man. <laughs> I'm, I know. I thought it was terrible that they were trying to boast a 24-mile range on the electric motors. Like, the fuck is this shit? Well, it's probably because most Jeeps put 35-inch tires. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And get, like, seven miles to the gallon not towing. <laughs> uh, I forgot about so that. So it's kind of like, hey, if they get 30-something miles without any using any gas, man, that's a full electric car, basically, <laughs> <from> <laughs> So, but yeah, I can see that. That was just a weird, it's, I mean, it's it's a Dodge product, dude. Like, they're not, they're not the pinnacle of technology. They aren't. They aren't. And yeah. I, I, do, I still do like Dodge, but I see their fault. Yeah, they do one thing very well, and that's it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they are not innovators. They are not the pinnacle of technology. They just don't go to them for that. So they claim. <laughs> <laughs> what was that video we saw? Oh it was like the Dodge God. CEO or yeah, CEO. That was the cringiest video. That's cringe video of the year. That was cringe video <laughs> of the year for sure. <laughs> I mean, like, considering, like, I mean, yeah, they made the, the Challenger, the, the Charger. I mean, they did a pretty good job on them. But, like, how many fucking variations do we need for that shit? They do one thing and they stick it in everything. <laughs> that's all they do. Yes. And, yeah. Now we're going to have uh, the next one coming out. I think it's called Jailbreak or something like that. The Hellcat Jailbreak. I have no idea. I heard, I saw something, like a teaser. So they named it Jailbreak. Is it going to be any different? Uh, I doubt it. Or actually, do you remember when they did the demon? And like uh, the red eye was like they did weight reduction by removing the front seat. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You can buy the seat for a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that was the most ridiculous shit ever. No, did you ever see Grand Tour season three? No, I didn't. First episode, season three of Grand Tour. Watch it. You will see Richard Hammond take an hour long to prep his demon for a drag race. An hour. Tires, fuel, EC. He had to change out the ECU intake. He had to do all that stuff. Well, James May is in like um the the Chevy Camaro Hennessy Exorcist. Okay. Well it was just like they're about to fall asleep just waiting for this full to actually so they can actually start the drag race to see who wins the Hellcat. No. <laughs> a demon or the Exorcist. Yeah, that's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, the whole gimmicky thing was really bad for him. But anyway, so Jeep hybrid was your worst for the year. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, it might not be the worst car, but I'm still going to put it out there. I think worse for me was the ultimate biting machine, the M4. Oh. Yes. Now, performance-wise, great car, obviously. But the fact that the designer had to actually go out and publicly defend his design on multiple occasions, and then the very triggered response from BMW making that boomer commercial <laughs> that for me made it the worst car of the year <laughs> like I don't remember ever seeing a response from a manufacturer having to defend their design so much what about the Hummer um I mean the Hummer wasn't an actual car when we were making fun of it it was just a CG and they backpedaled on that 
they did. They backpedaled on it, but uh, the truck itself isn't the worst. Mm-hmm. The truck itself isn't the worst. This one, I've already seen the M4 in person, and I, you know. I already saw one me, on the road, and I was like. Yeah, part of me was like, oh, well, maybe once, you know, aftermarket gets to it, or maybe once you see it in person, maybe it has a different aggressive style, or no. 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 It just don't. <laughs> Unless an aftermarket manufacturer comes out with a brand new grill and front bumper to replace that. I wouldn't doubt it if they did. <laughs> You know, kind of like grill inserts just to make it feel body color. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, and I mean, apparently they designed it so that they needed the grill that big. Which to me also just shows that maybe they didn't design that powertrain correctly. I don't know. I just, when I see the car, I think, is it going to chop any trees down or what's going to happen? Ultimate biting machine. So, yeah, that was a big disappointment for me on that one. So I'd, I'd call that one my worst for the year. Okay. Although hopefully I, hopefully they do some more uh, triggered responses to the design they did on that, uh, what was it, the X5? The X5, yeah. The X5 or X5M or something like mm-hmm. that, right? That they That was like a weird mix between a 70s hippie van and a luxury SUV. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, that was definitely a weird one. Not best bad, not worst, bad. Best of worst. <laughs> but let's talk about uh the podcast this year. Yes. So looking back on our podcast, I didn't want to go through and do a bunch of clips and standard stuff that you kind of see on like year-end podcast kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know? But what was like your favorite, uh, let's say your favorite anime review this year? Favorite anime review. Oh, my God. I know we we did a couple of them. Um, I know we kind of fell off towards the end of the year a little bit, but we did do quite a bit this year, actually. We did, we did, we did. So, what would say you your favorite one that we did this year was? I am on a, uh, honestly going to say Scissor Seven. Scissor Seven, <laughs> hands down, that was just that was funny shit right there. That one was super super fucking funny. Did you end up, uh, re- I guess, going back to uh, do season two? I was in the middle of season two, and I still keep forgetting to go back into it. Okay, okay. I did go back and watch all of season two. <laughs> <laughs> and I did like it. It was really okay, good. Okay. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I think that was one that was definitely, uh, again, one I would go back to watch again. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely watch again. And that was actually one of the first, like, Chinese animes we did, right? Yeah. First w- Chinese anime that we've done so far as a review, and... Maybe watched? I don't know if I've seen another one that's a Chinese anime. You know, but who knows? Yeah, I'm not too sure about that, to be honest. Because uh, China does have some animes, too. I just don't know about them. Yes, yes. So, I think my favorite one is going to be our review of the Demon Slayer movie. Okay. And just because the movie did so, so, so well... And everybody that heard our episode was pissed at us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting comments about that episode telling me I was wrong and I stand by my statement. <laughs> I never got said anything. I think I was a bit more adamant about it. Because mm. I was the one that was kind of 
pointing out more of its flaws. Yeah. And it they nobody wanted to hear the flaws. <laughs> but I did enjoy I really liked it. I just think it was a the fact that it got so so big is kind of a good testament to it too, you know. Yeah. Given that yes, it was also during COVID when everybody was just itching to get the fuck out of the house. <laughs> and they still are. Oh yeah, yeah, they still are. I think you know, kind of like, do uh, you remember when COVID was full shutdown and the cannonball run was getting broken? Yeah, the, the record it, was getting broken back to back to back because basically second quarter of twenty twenty. Yeah, I think so, and everything was still more or less uh, locked down. There was hardly any traffic on the roads, and everybody kept breaking the record for the cannonball run, taking advantage of the situation. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel that's what's kind of going on with a lot of the movies right now is that everybody's itching to just get out. You know, we've been without lockdown and restless at home for so long that these movies are doing really great because of that added added factor to it. And the factor that now that businesses are opening up for the public and stuff, especially like movie theaters, movies are being released in movie theaters and not on demand. Yes, yes. Although that whole thing with uh, HBO Max is kind of interesting because a lot of the movies that are being released on in theaters are also just being released on HBO Max. That is true. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, which brings in a whole new thing. Like, low-key, I might stay home more and maybe just get HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, keep going to theaters and just piss off the workers. Like, I could have just stayed at home and watched this on HBO Max. I literally said that. <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying just keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't know about it. And then when they said, like, somebody had mentioned that it was on HBO Max, I think the worker at the movie theater, and I was just like, fuck, I didn't know that. I could have been at home. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to be interesting what kind of happens and how long these little record-breaking things are going to happen from people's restlessness, you know? Mm-hmm. <coughs> but all right, Manny, how about a favorite story we covered? You might remember this, and I know you will, but this one still makes me laugh every time I think of it. Okay. The Emina. The what? The Emina, or Enema. <laughs> The Ava serum. Yes, yes, yes. For um, COVID. Yes. To replace mechanical ventilators. Oh, I love it. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, should have made that a audiogram. We still can. <laughs> we still can. I'll look up the episode and, and yeah, try that was That was absurd. <laughs> that was really absurd. <laughs> And for the it's like yes, the cure for uh, the cure for ventilation just stick up fluid up your ass. <laughs> for the listeners, basically this is a uh, you know during the whole COVID crap again, always right. But uh, you know there's a shortage of ventilators, and there was somebody that there was some scientists working on some stuff that in Japan, in Japan, yes, that basically was using some kind of liquid to deliver oxygen into the body. With inspiration from Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yes. So they didn't go in through a ton of detail, so we used our imaginations because it did happen to mention that I think it was through the butt or something like that. 
Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and we figured, okay, obviously this scientist is a fucking weeb. <laughs> You're pretty much injecting liquid into your ass. And, you know, we just... And I don't mean just your glutes. I meant your ass. Yeah, and basically that was somehow um, serving as a ventilator because it's delivering oxygen and helping them go on without having to do a whole ventilator system. And the inspiration from Evangelion, as we mentioned, was what uh, when Shinji or Asuka and Rei would get into the to the Avas and then the... Uh, what was it the cockpits would be flooded with water, but it wasn't water. It was a liquid that allowed them to breathe and fully immersed into the controls to be able to govern the machine more, without the repercussions of shock absorption and everything. Yeah, because uh, you can imagine like being in just an air room, and they see you, know, you get hit. You're being bounced around the walls, whereas you're in a liquid, you're actually able to not bounce off the walls. Correct, and. This was, they did name it after something from Ava, from Ava, right? They called it Ava. Okay, it was Ava. Yeah, yeah. So it was their inspiration. It was something via, oh shit, I forgot the name. We'll go back later. But uh, so we were trying to figure out how they were doing it. Were they throwing people in the little, the vats or glass vats or whatever, right? But we decided that no, they more than likely had a tentacle enema. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a hentai yes. tentacle enema. And we're very certain that's what was going on over there. Yes. Very certain. (laughs) Yeah, that was a crazy one. I forgot about (laughs) that. (laughs) I wasn't even sure if that was this year. It should have been this year. I think it was this year. Yeah. All right. So my favorite story of the year, I think, was actually our trip to the track. Ooh, okay. Because... You know, we're we're we've been pushing you away from the truck. We got you into the sports car. No one pushed me away from a truck. We pushed you away from truck. <laughs> <laughs> and then now we're trying to like drag you into the track. And given we did kind of throw you head first into a really big intimidating track, <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that we got you out there and we got to actually experience and you've been to track days with us like hanging out or whatever but this is the first time you actually got to get out there and drive with us yes and i was super pumped and excited for you and i think that whole basically us getting to cover the story talk about it have you out there and kind of get your your feelings on the on what you were thinking what you know how you felt going out there the first time like i just enjoyed that story mm-hmm. and I was super excited to have you out there. Thank you, thank you. So, yeah, that's my favorite story for the year, for sure, for sure. And I think, uh, I, honestly, I can't wait to drag your ass out there next year. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm down. I mean, like I said, uh, with the current la- labor shortage in my family's business and everything, it's just really hard to find myself to be able to get time off now. Yeah. And I think a uh, runner-up would be... Uh, Selling the Type R. Just because that was a big, little big moment in the year. No, yeah. I mean, you really put some work into that car. Not in terms of, like, mods or anything, but work towards yourself as a track enthusiast. Yeah, and I and I think that's what, uh, it shaped my decisions going forward, mm-hmm. for sure. It shaped my decisions going forward, for sure. And it, it's, uh, it 
made the addiction worse. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Manny, let's roll into, I guess... Favorite guest. Like, oh, favorite guest. Ooh. No butt hurt before I start. No butt hurt. <laughs> um, no, you can slide on that one. What's that? No, you can slide off that one. I can slide off of it. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't think we had Jaime on this year. It was last year, huh? It was last year, yes. It was last year. Okay. So I think for this year, um, I think my favorite guess is actually going to be Really? Yes. Because as much as we might rip on the boy, whenever we have the <laughs> opportunity, <laughs> Leo's always a super joy to have on and to talk to and mess around with. And I never feel like I have to, like, formally interview him. Sometimes i got to guide the conversation because that boy will go off somewhere, <laughs> you know? But it's always natural and just fun to have him on. He's going to rant to me later on, watch gonna cry <laughs> i'll just throw him to a wall and force again oh jeez. <laughs> yeah I, I love having leo on he's fun to talk to and, and he's he's great he's great to have on nice as much as we might rip on him so yeah I, i'd say leo is my favorite guest to have on and i'm sure we'll have him on in the upcoming year again too i actually thought about inviting him for this episode <laughs> oh really i did i did but I, I I hate doing remote. <laughs> it was kind of last minute. To and I know he would actually drive, but with the rain, it's, it's last it's, minute. It's raining. You don't want to. Do, nobody wants to do that. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. No. But I thought about having him out here just because I think he'd be a fun one to close the year. Mm -hmm. But all right. What about you, Manny? I would actually have to say Abra. Abra. Okay. Because it's like been one of my my small time goals, like just mini goals for what we could do for our podcast. And I've been trying to see who we can invite as our first cosplay guest. And I was so excited just having Avron with us. That's true. I would say most of our guests do lean a little bit on, you know, in, in, uh, the listeners already kind of know, like you head a little bit more of the anime side, even though we both have interests in both. You head the anime side more. I kind of head the car side more. Mm -hmm. And the guests are usually pretty biased on the car side for yes. sure for sure we haven't had very many like uh anime only guests if you want to call it that way right mm -hmm. we have the hybrids like leo like um we had mark and sergio on they were fun. we did they we were did fun but and they're kind of like across in our little niche right but uh as far as anime only i think it's really just been uh abra and toe abra and toe yeah yeah so that definitely makes it kind of unique to the guest that guest uh roster that we have here. Yes. Definitely. Okay. And maybe in the future that's something we need to kind of get a little bit better on and reach out to a couple more creators or I already have a few in mind. There we go. I'll let you keep going on that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think we've had some awesome guests. I know we already have some awesome guests line lined up for the new year coming. I have a couple people I'm trying to reach out to right now, too, and I think they'll be great to have on. But, you know, that's for the new year coming. Yes. <laughs> All right, Manny. Uh, Will, new year, new me. <laughs> what is the old goal? saying that never gets fulfilled. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what is your upcoming? Again, 
the old saying that, or what did I just say? That never gets fulfilled. That never gets fulfilled. Got it. Wire harness. God damn, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you keep saying about my car on fucking ten year jack stands. Like, what the hell's <laughs> going on here? <laughs> That's true. Holy crap! When did you buy it? Probably like mid of this year. Mid this year. Okay, so we're going on close to six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a while. <laughs> Got to get on that, man. You mm-hmm. Got to get on that. We're going to start making it a weekly segment. Wiring harness update. <laughs> or maybe we just need to go over there and just like pull out a couple wires from the El Camino. And then you can't drive it unless you do it. So it's kind of like you have to do it. I mean, the rats are already doing that. Oh, no. That's always been like my worst fear. <laughs> Rodent problems. Ugh. I mean, it's not as bad, but the car still runs. I just don't know which wires they're breaking because it looks like they're wires that are not connected to anything. Oh, shit. Yeah, there, there's just a lot of ghetto wiring from the previous owner. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully they don't bite nothing. <laughs> nothing too important right now. Well, with this whole rain situation, I think the rats got flooded out of their homes. So they just found their ways to find places that are closed and dry. And so I put a few traps in some of the cars, and yeah, luckily I was able to get some. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, that's fucking wild. <laughs> we need to get you one of those, like, a small little metal shed or carport thing and close it. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the problem is just placement. Placement's always the issue. Yeah, I mean, you have the room, it's just where I have the room, no, uh, yeah, we, we do have the room, but we want to be able to use uh, utilize most of the room we can for our nursery business. True, true, true. Yeah, well, God, yeah, I don't even know what you would do to deter that minus traps. Mm-hmm. Yikes, yeah, that's, maybe find a good way to deter it really well. And or then I can minus. contact, what was it, Nissan or Honda? What's that? The one that did the bubble, the bubbles. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I think that was a Nissan delivery thing. Nissan delivery. Yeah, they'll put the car in a bubble. There you go. Put a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a uh, Nissan in India, I think, correct? I, I think so. I think so. You order the car online and they do the full no contact and COVID clean and disinfect and bubble it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. All right. Well. Obviously, I've been working towards my goal <laughs> for a lot longer than I thought. I thought I was going to be done. Originally, when I you are done, this, the motor's in. Yeah, but I'm not fully done. Oh, so like I said earlier, um, the Type R kind of like locked in the addiction for the track, <laughs> and it made me realize how I want to do it. I didn't want to keep doing it in the Type R car was too expensive if i crash it i'll cry (laughs) and you know it had the overheating issue that i would need to expend a bunch of money to fix and it's honestly it was such an easy easy car to drive i probably wouldn't have gotten very good as a driver either just because it it did so much for you and it was so easy (laughs) so i sold it and began my little journey to my budget racing setup, Mm -hmm. which obviously is going to be a dedicated track car, trailer, and a truck. 
And the whole goal of it is, and even with my house, you know, everything's all encompassing, right? Because we got, I got a budget. I got a budget the best I could. So the whole goal of it was to take um, monthly debt, which is any car payments, any monthly debt that I have to pay out as low as possible so that I have as much disposable income for racing as possible. Mm -hmm. So I've already refinanced the house. I got down to a payment I'm super, super fucking happy with. (laughs) I finally feel feel like, okay, I had a low mortgage before, but now I have like a really low mortgage where it's like, okay, now this is why I live so far. (laughs) So I'm super pumped with that. I bought the truck cash. Obviously, there was a setback with the oil pump uh, given out on me. Yes, on Halloween. Yeah, so that kind of like fucked up my plan and some of the budget to buy the trailer. (laughs) You just basically got backtracked. Yeah, it backtracked me, but new crate motor is in now. There's a warranty on it. That truck, even as ugly as it is, it should be solid for a long time now. So goal going into 2022 is to finish my race setup getting Mm -hmm. the trailer race car done and starting to get out there for seat time and that's where i felt like i fell so behind on (laughs) but i'm hoping that i've have the bug in me i i've been wanting to go i know this is what i want to do and i think even though I'm be have to be a bit more patient with it, I think I'm doing it in a way that's gonna save me the most amount of money. Just play Forza. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my goal for 2022 is to get this ready so I can start getting my seat time in more consistent. Nice, nice. Uh, but uh, with that, Manny, I think we call this an episode. We most definitely will. All right. Well, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find us? You can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website, UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. I forgot to do this in the beginning, but please send some Unaccepted ribs. I really like the idea. I would hate, kind of hate for it to die out, but if you don't get any, then I'll let it die out. But if you guys are interested, send me some Unaccepted ribs. Get creative with it. You'll hear, you usually hear them at the beginning of our episodes. You can email those to us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, DM us on the Instagram. And as we're about to enter the new year, we just have one thing to say. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. All right, we'll see everybody next year.